All people are when you manifestations God's word, of that was built by slaves. And I watch my daughters. There is nobody that respects women more than I do. This. So you've seen that you are the all. You've seen that there are no real boundaries between what you think of as I and what you think of as not I. Those boundaries are simply mental constructs. You've seen how your body is a part of your environment and your environment is a part of your body and it all goes together. And when you've seen that, you feel the weight, the burden of the world lighten. You feel the suffering of clinging to what you want this to be, to dissipate. And you find in its place that which has always been, which will always be, which is just this. This clear being, this isness without shadow, simply the light of that which is, which is you. We talk, we've talked a lot about this sort of thing on this podcast. This one today is sort of about the question. So, so what? (laughs) So what then? A lot of you have tasted this sort of realization, this sort of freedom. Maybe you've had it in a psychedelic trip or a meditation or maybe listening to one of these podcasts or talking to a friend. You've had these moments of flow where you sort of lose your sense of separateness with the world. You feel yourself to be the world, to be that which is. And then there's a lot of times this sort of oscillation or wavering in our awareness of who we are. We move in and out of ego. We move in and out of bliss and suffering and attachment and non-attachment. And then sometimes you just kind of got to wonder, like, what is all the, what's all the seeking for? What are we, what are we doing here? Moving from in and out of, of awareness of who we are, even though on a deeper level, we can't ever move out of it, right? That's all there is, is just this awareness. What are we What are we doing? Like, is there a point to seeing this, to loving this? Is there a point to loving this? (laughs) What's the goal? Isn't that like how our, that's where the ego likes to go with this. When with everything, we lose the, the moment again and we go back to 
tomorrows and yesterdays by going, what's the goal of just being here? And of course the answer is, <laughs> it's just this. It's just, this moment is its own destination and its own meaning. Whatever meaning you want to find in it, that's the meaning that you'll find. But I want to talk about this idea of embodiment because for me, in my experience within this body, as awareness has seen herself, itself, himself, pick your pronouns, there, there can be this tendency, this way that the ego can grasp onto that to make it feel like, oh, that's where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be dwelling in this sort of all the time where there is no separateness. And of course, that's just another way of thinking that this shouldn't be this. It's moving out of non-duality back into dualism. But while we're playing the games of dualism, if we're truly not attached to that, if we're truly just embracing it for what it is, we can notice that, oh, this, this thing, this dualistic thing, this moving back into the feelings of separateness, moving back into suffering, whatever the oscillation between full presence and moving back into thought, into grasping, whatever that movement, that experience of movement is, it is what's happening. So can we embrace that? Which again, is kind of a funny thing to say, as, as though it paints some sort of like, we should be doing that, we should embrace it. But no, it's just what's happening. The movement back into suffering, the movement back into unclarity, that's what's happening, if it's happening. And by fighting that, the, the unclarity just gets less clear. And the attachment just gets stronger by trying to resist the attachment. So this embodiment idea, um, I don't want to tell it to you as some sort of goal or some sort of like that you should be doing it. But I just want to point out the fact that it's, it is what happens to be happening. <laughs> Oneness is taking on multiplicity in the universe. There's all these experiences of separateness. That is what I am is doing with most of these bodies. So, who are you to resist that? <laughs> Okay, so this this embodiment thing, it's become sort of my favorite game, my favorite spiritual endeavor over the last few years. There's this diversity that's happening within oneness. There's these distinctions of this body that keeps growing brown hair 
and keeps seeing through brown eyes and keeps having this same sort of vocal tone as opposed to that other body that has red hair and green eyes. You know what I mean? Like there's, there are distinctions that happen in the universe over and over. They keep happening moment to moment, but there, we can distinguish a pattern in these things. So there is real distinction, the experience of distinction that's happening. And that distinction is also happening within a single body, that there's all these different patterns. There's all these different ways of being even in a single body. So within a body, there's the way of being a thought and there's a way of being a muscle twitch (laughs) and there's a way of being a constriction and there's a way of being freedom who's the one being these things is you, the all. And you're being these things in everybody. But within that body that's hearing this voice right now, you are being all sorts of things as well. You're being freedom. You might be being imprisoned by attachment. You might be being trauma and projection and repression and bliss and all sorts of things. And when we think about harmony, when we think about awareness and what it does within your experience, when you've experienced those moments where you see clearly, you're back in that flow like I was talking about, then isn't there the feeling of like this harmonization in a way that all of a sudden all the things that you thought were disparate parts, that you thought were contradictions, all of a sudden kind of harmonize in a way that they go together, that the dissonance of all of it actually becomes its beauty. And that can happen within a body, is what my experience is, is that the parts of my body that feel contradictory, that feel like my attachment is other than my non-attachment, that feel like my sense of separateness is a contradiction to my sense of oneness, The process of embodiment is, for me, awareness moving into the body in a way that brings harmony to all of those things. So there's this consciousness, right, that that awareness creates within a body that has this sort of specific laser-like attention. So we can think of a thing. We can focus on one aspect, one perspective within infinity we can go look at my finger and we can put all of the awareness of the universe as it's arising through this body into consciousness 
and focus all of its attention on a single finger at the end of my hand. And then what happens when when that happens is all of a sudden that finger, like the more mindful I am of that finger, the more attention that I place within that finger, I notice that my experience of that finger begins to change. And that which I was unconscious of only moments before suddenly becomes luminous, suddenly becomes filled with glory, filled with, I can feel the sensation of that finger, I can feel the the love that's in that finger. The, more, the deeper I go into that awareness, I find all of this beauty and wonder, magic in that finger. So what's happening in a way is it's like that which was unconscious before, that which was sort of cut off from my awareness within this body and maybe feeling like it was a separate thing in a way, like my finger... Perhaps before I was being mindful, the experience of fingerness in this body was unconscious. It was all just in my you know nervous system and subconscious activities where if you know if somebody would hurt my finger, then it would send a signal to my brain, and then I'd become aware of it maybe but there was like there was less harmony there between my my mind, my awareness, my consciousness, and my finger. So embodiment is awareness moving into a body. And it's in a way, it's sort of the opposite of what I used to do, which is try to transcend a body awareness felt like something that I needed to like get up there out there somewhere like I could achieve enlightenment that I could think the right thoughts and then move beyond the boundaries of this physical vessel and and attain spirituality attain the well done good and faithful servant whatever the thing is in your tradition a lot of us do this or spirituality is some sort of prize to be attained out there from God or from the universe or whatever and embodiment in a way kind of reverses that whole thing where God when you see clearly that you are God that you are the all that there is no separate Michael in here that's existing apart from God, apart from the universe. That it's just an aspect and a constriction and a wound even within God. Then God, with her attention, gets to incarnate into a body that we call Michael. So that awareness, that attention, as it moves into the body, 
suddenly that body gets to join the dance of God in a more clear way. And all of a sudden that muscle in the thigh that was just storing feelings of separateness (laughs) through trauma or through lack of awareness or through disembodied Western thought. Whatever it was, that that thigh that really assumed it was Michael Gunger in a way. (laughs) Now, when there's a lot of attention given to it, and that attention is aware that it is God, it is aware that it is the all, it is aware that it is love, and then love moves into that muscle by being aware of it and saying yes to wherever that part of the body is at the moment. It doesn't need to change it. it. doesn't need to say, come on, muscles, get rid of that trauma, get rid of that tension, get rid of that attachment. No, because who would, who would be saying that other than the ego, other than the separateness that assumes that this is not what it should be? Awareness just says yes. It just is the infinite yes to what is. And so as the infinite yes moves into the body and feels more conscious of that spine, of those toes, of that pelvic floor, of the tongue in your mouth, the muscles in your face as all those things begin to be embraced by awareness loved by God by you the body can begin to harmonize and move into a new way of being that is less limited that is less piecemealed together the parts joined together to be a whole within the all so embodiment that's why embodiment for me has sort of been my primary spiritual practice specifically for me dance has been a powerful spiritual practice so much so that I made an album for this very purpose. (laughs) Uh, When I've, and this has been part of what I've been working on, why I haven't been doing the, this podcast so much because this podcast is made of words, which are fun. They're great. And clarifying the thought of I amness is helpful for me. Because then when the thoughts of separateness arise, I don't have to believe them. I don't have to believe my beliefs and suffer very, very much. If I have a clear thought of, oh, who's thinking? If, if my thoughts become clear enough, this is yana yoga, where the I am recognizes itself in thought first with clarity 
to realize there is no separate thinker, there is no separate I doing any of this. That thought can be very helpful in moving towards embodiment and a harmonization of the body. Because uh, then you don't get lost in these sort of the weeds of some of these stories, the ego stories. But if it just stops there, then it's still just a thought. The body can very much be operating in a place of separateness and felt separateness, even if the thought of I am the all is there. The thought of I am can be there and the body can still be Michael Gunger trying to get the special boy his gold star. So, embodiment through dance, through mindfulness, through tantra, through whatever means you, through sports, whatever means of awareness moving into your body that you can find useful and helpful can be extremely powerful. Because it's the way in which the word becomes flesh. And so I moved from the words of this podcast to focusing a lot more of my work energy on creating sound, creating an album that honestly would make me (laughs) experience my body more fully and of course my hope was that other people would be able to join into that experience but this album is that I'm finishing right now is made to help me experience my own body so it's a dance record but it's, it's kind of loosely based in this thing called five rhythms dance um which I won't have to go into now, but it's these five different ways of moving your body through space. And so I just wanted to tell you a little bit about that. That's what I've been doing. And I actually have a few of these experiences that I'm creating that I want to invite you to, if you're interested. Um, And they're totally based in in embodiment. It's with this album. And I'm doing one in Bellingham, Bellingham, is that how you say it? Washington, in Minneapolis and in Los Angeles. Uh, maybe I'll do a few more as well, but you can get tickets at thewaywoo.com. The Waywoo is W E I W U.com. And those events will be in April and May. But the idea for these events is we're going to listen through this album, but it's not just listening, it's going to be a meditative embodiment experience and this sort of dance this sort of movement this sort of embodiment intentional spiritual practice has been life-changing for me Uh, there's been moments where I've found all this stuff in my body that even things like therapy never reached Uh, little pockets of rage or Sadness or little just things in the body. Like, whoa, look at that. There's a bit of Michael Gunger there in the left lower ribs. <laughs> um, 
and it can be powerful. And so it doesn't, you know, it's not the normal way to release music into the world, doing a bunch of embodiment dance parties, but that's, I didn't make this music to try to be a pop sensation. Um, I made it for embodiment for me, and then I'm inviting you into it. So if you'd like to join me, check that out. But regardless of whether you do that, I just like to remind you of your own body. And float this idea to you that your spiritual practice doesn't have to be this disembodied aim at transcendence of becoming more than your body. You already are more than your body. You are the all. What if you were just so comfortable with that thought that you didn't have to try to transcend anything? You already are the ultimate transcendent Shiva. And what if that attention that you have through that body could be used to go small, to move into the body in a way that the infinite is found in the minute and the ineffable is found in every word. That every boring little piece of minutia of your life is suddenly infused with infinite love as the all capital A (laughs) moves her awareness into it more consciously it already is what it is of course God is already fully being those unconscious minutiae, of course. But when consciousness enters the picture, it can be a powerful, harmonizing experience that makes that which seemed dead come to life. It can make that which seemed to be separate and dissonant to suddenly be a full, rich chord, a symphony. So let me remind you of your toes, beloved. Let me remind you of your sexuality, of your digestion, of your pulse, of your sensuality, of this marvelous organism that you've created in this moment to experience yourself with. And as you become aware of that, I invite you just to let go and to experience it fully. To experience that body for the full majesty that it is in this moment. Mm-hmm.